Psalm 84, for the lead player on the Gittith, for the Korahites, a psalm. How lovely your dwellings, O Lord of armies! My being longed, even languished for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing gladness for the living to the living God. Even the bird has found a home, and the swallow a nest for itself, that puts its fledglings by your altar, Lord of armies, my King and my God. Happy are those who dwell in your house. They will ever praise you, Salah. Happy the folk whose strength is in you, the highways in their heart, who pass through the valley of Baca. They make it into the spring. Yes, they can the early rain cloaks it with blessings. They go from rampart to rampart. They appear before God in Zion. Lord God of armies, hear my prayer. Hearken, O God of Jacob, Salah. Our shield, O God, see and regard your anointed one's face. For better one day in your courts than a thousand I have chosen, standing in the threshold in the house of my God, than living in the tents of wickedness. For a sun and shield is the Lord. God is grace and glory. The Lord grants he does not withhold bounty to those who go blameless. O Lord of armies, happy the man who trusts in you. So you might recognize um, some of Psalm 84 because of uh, one line that um, shows up in um, one of the songs that um, we sing, at least uh, Christians <laughs> always have to preface that, uh, my particular brand of Christianity, um, which you may or may not have this song. Um, but it's the line, uh, better one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. Um, uh, Robert Alter's translation is slightly different. Um, he says, uh, for better one day in your courts than a thousand I have chosen, um, which is a really um, wonderful way of putting it. Um, not only is it talking about um, being away from the temple, um, which is what your courts means, um, it's the area just outside of the temple, in fact. Um, but anything I would have chosen, a thousand of those um, days is less than one day in the courts of the Lord. Um, and um, there's some um, really great imagery that I hadn't thought of, but uh, but this commentary pulls out for, for us. Um, uh, there's a line that says, um, even the bird has found a home and the swallow a nest for itself. And Robert Alter points out that um, the, the giant stones that were used in building the temple and the wall around the temple, it's entirely possible that birds nested in the cracks between those stones. Um, swallows certainly would have um, been able to use those spots. And uh, you can sort of imagine, um, you know, come the cool of the evening and the birds uh, are flying in and out of the, the holes that they have uh, put their nests into the temple walls. We don't know if that's true, if that's what this is, the imagery is about, uh, but it's a really wonderful idea, I think. Um, we bought a new house uh, almost two years ago, and one of the wonderful things that we have in this place is that there's a backyard and the backyard is filled with um, life of all sorts. There are uh, lizards, there are a whole variety of birds. Um, 
I've seen a skunk and raccoons and squirrels, and we had a rat, <laughs> which is not so fun, and a pocket gopher living in our lawn for a while. Uh, and there's just all this life inside of this little area um, behind our house. It's a it's a nice, it's not a courtyard exactly, but it's, it's well protected. Um, and it's just so fabulous and so wonderful. And this is something that would have been, um, you know, this sort of arrangement would have been, uh, um, you know, set up in, in those times, would have built their houses so that there was a uh, protected area um, uh, normally in front uh, where they could keep livestock and, and uh, grow things. And so this, this sort of um, idea of having this courtyard or area where you could be protected would not have been unusual. And the point is, no matter how nice you make your home, how, how nice you choose to set up um, you know, your, your living space, uh, the temple and the courts around the temple are even better and even more welcoming. Um, and this morning, um, we, uh, we had church at Sunday and, uh, I went, um, it was just me because, um, my wife and adult son, um, uh, just came back from a long trip and they were exhausted. And so they stayed home and, um, my kids were in Sunday school, the, the younger two. And, uh, so it was just me sitting in the back, um, next to another bachelor. We had sort of a bachelor section in the back. And um, we had a, a guest worship leader and uh, she uh, started singing um, a song uh, that, um, that I hadn't heard in a long time. And suddenly I was overwhelmed with um, the wonder of being in the presence of the Lord. And, you know, our church is not perhaps as spectacular as the temple was. Well, I know that's true. Um, but it was a place where we could gather together uh, as a community and, um, and have our singular focus on something greater than ourselves, um, our God, and uh, worship him. And just that sense of being around um, other people and knowing that there's a connection throughout the world uh, of other people who worship the same way I do, because we all know this song. And... Um, it was just it was just a powerful time and I broke down in tears and and I think that's exactly what uh, what this psalm is talking about this this pleasure, this joy, this fulfillment, this wonder that you can only get if you are worshiping something greater than yourself in a community with other worshipers and um, it's not about the splendor of the temple or the location. it's about uh, the glory that God can reveal uh, when you stand, in the presence of a congregation and worship him. I think I got a little far off from the strict text of the psalm. Uh, that happens sometimes, but um, I hope you enjoyed it, and I will talk to you next time.